content warning for slavery, dehumanizing violence, and starvation. Check the description for timestamps and details. Last time we're ghosts and trains and something. He picks up a badge. It's triangular like the line bull badges, but it lacks indicators of rank along the edges. It lacks the extra inscriptions. It is truly the same as a typical Linebowl badge, but unlike the other Linebowl badges, it has not been modified from its original purpose. Inscribed upon it is the name Booker. There is not a lot physically uh, significant about Hecla, perhaps, but Sister Hecla, unlike your fellows who believe that all spirits are inherently sinful, you know that some spirits are good. The spirits of your ancestors that have guided you to this very train. There is a group of clergy of the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh. Dear me, am I the only one that always gets nervous when my boss's boss shows up? It's Mr. Walker. He's, he's there to work with you for the Ministry of Preservation. And today... The Church of the Ecstasy of the Flesh, often referred to as simply the Church. So ubiquitous is the church that these two words alone immediately bring the so-called state religion to mind. A secret society in the most respectable sense, the Church of the Flesh would never deny their existence, but their higher teachings and true goals are impenetrable to those outside of the organization. Socialites and politicians alike see membership as the path to success, and so the church has embedded itself into the culture of the Imperium. In recent years, the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh became truly ecstatic, with rumor that they were adopting practices and absorbing membership from demonic spirit cults. This is unsurprising, as the modern church was preceded by the cult of the Empty Vessel. Although where once only volunteers would be hollowed, the church has begun to use hollowing as a way to help those they deem in need of salvation, regardless of their own thoughts on the matter. And to those passengers that are returning, thank you for uh, riding with us once again. <laughs> You're just doing this because Guy via me dunked on you last time for saying welcome back. Uh, yeah, I am. It's called taking feedback. All right. Uh, which we do. Uh, email suggestions uh, for the train, uh, ghosttrainpod at gmail.com. It can be in character. It cannot be in character. It's fun. We're going to have fun with it. Um, I'm your conductor, Greg, and I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrella Anderson, a kid who is not a big fan of religion, apparently. I've made that decision. <laughs> I'm Guy. Uh, I play Pip. Uh, Pip is in a way. I don't have a follow-up to this. Yeah, I'm Stefan, and I play Drix, who is pretty thoroughly but vaguely uncomfortable around these people. <laughs> And our special guest. Special guest. Uh, I'm Aurora. I'm playing Sister Hecla, uh, and I'm one of I'm one of those people uh, <laughs> that it makes jerks uncomfortable and makes kind of. Well, I, I think I like to think I'm making everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would. I'd like to so. think it's a group. Always. Yeah, it's always. a group effect. Just a classic flesh. Nun. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> You're very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thank you all so much. I, I do I do try. Uh, all right. The Pride of Duskwall, Mr. Walker, is on board, talked to Pip earlier. He sure did. Before anybody showed up, expressing some amount of concern after hearing that he encountered Crowl. Which gave me a heckin' concern. Which gave Pip a heckin' concern. He dropped it immediately after Andrew Anderson showed up, and he explains that his uh, purpose on paper for being on this train is to check on the construction of a new railway from Mistport to Uduasha. On top of that, Mr. McClaremont, looking very upset, explains to uh, the line bulls that the train is kind of being, uh, well, not taken over, but his area, his space, is being invaded by some reserved seats for some missionaries of the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh, uh, the state religion, if ever there was one, of which Sister Hecla is a part. Woo. Currently, our line bulls have been uh, told by the uh, extremely accurosy, derogatory <laughs> Reverend Declan to uh, leave them alone as they have their little prayer time. So, being up front... The passengers outside of the missionaries are not going to super matter, much like um, the time uh, that the passengers outside of the Ministry of Preservation did not super matter. They're not exactly all coming onto the train right now. They might be returning from uh, the dining car. They might be wandering about and you just notice something about them as they stand up from their seat. But these, one of these people was just extremely rude to you. Besides Reverend Declan and uh, Sister Hecla. Does anybody have any descriptions of these missionaries? You can go nuts. I got one. So he bears an uncanny resemblance to the head of operations from the God damn it. Preservation. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing well a green played. shirt and gray pants. <laughs> and he's got curly brown hair. <laughs> like a little bit of stubble. <laughs> A very form-fitting outfit, apparently. So have fun with that. Off mic. <laughs> off mic. <laughs> Hannah was like, oh, I already used my bit where I, just, where I put Greg in there. And now she's once again uh, describes what I'm wearing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't saying that as uh, as a misdirect. I said it because I actually thought it. And then it occurred to me, that's fine. I can just put another Greg in there. <laughs> you can always put more Gregs in there. You said go nuts. The Shattered Isles are just full of Gregs. Just so many Gregs. The most Gregs. Doppelgangers of Greg. They're all in positions of power, which is crazy. I think there might be something going on. Yeah, there. Reverend Declan. We're going to bust this thing wide open. <laughs> Reverend Declan is like, Sister Hecla, it's wonderful of you to take our seat. Uh, say, Brother Gerg, you're my favorite. <laughs> You're my favorite. I love you. You're so cool and strong. <laughs> oh, the terrible one likes you. I don't think that's the ringing endorsement you think it is. Hecla, Hecla nods, but makes kind of a wincing face about Gerd. <laughs> Brother Gerg canonically sucks, probably. He's a missionary to the church of the of the sacred, sacred flesh. Brother Gerg is fine, probably. He's, he's just fine. Just kind of like harmless. The best you can describe him is he's there. In this house, we do not abide Brother Gerg's bullshit. He's but a cog in the machine. So, any other descriptions? <laughs> they don't have to be expressly missionaries, maybe. they just, like, part of, like, a retinue. By attaching them to this group, we will see them. Okay, I think 
there there's one woman who is wearing a ring on each finger and extending backwards from that ring and up her arm is a lattice pattern starting at the color of each ring and then weaving together until they eventually come to a point that's pretty dope yeah that's that's metal as fuck i have one i i think they are one of the one of the higher-ups on this retinue, and their nose can only be described as hook-shaped, which wouldn't be, like, too bad, except they're constantly just, like, sneering and looking down on people. They are also, like, seven feet tall, so there's, like, no other way to really view them. Just a constant, like, look of disgust looking down their nose at them, and all you can think of is just, like, wow, I could, like, Hang a hat from that nose. Remarkable. I say, Father McClamont, your confession booth is downright wretched. This guy, if anyone if anyone who wasn't Jewish had suggested that, I would, like, <laughs> bend you over my fucking knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be deeply offensive coming from anyone else it's on true. this podcast. <laughs> That's true. It was That's definitely fair. not my intent. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of, like, a very kind of rude and mean and tall bird person. There is an utter lack of metal in here. Truly wretched. Uh, I will also say that their laugh is kind of more like crows cawing. <laughs> Greg, give us a laugh. Yeah, Greg, come on. Yeah, Greg, come on. Say something funny. Oh! <laughs> is there another missionary? Sure. Um, great. Okay, so that missionary is, um, they're like, I don't know if there's any kind of, uh, ceremonies or features or, uh, I don't know, items that would be associated with the Church of the XG of Sacred Flesh. Sacred Flesh. But. It's up to you. Somebody who has, like, a lot of incense or something that you might use, you know, in, like, a censer. It's like stacked in a like a backpack. <laughs> it's very heavy, and they look to be in um an amount of discomfort. But they don't take it off even when they sit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of sat at an awkward angle. <laughs> clang, clang noises. <laughs> yeah, but this is their this is their sacred duty, and they will uh, fulfill it. <laughs> and uh, he, they begin to reach for some water, but Reverend Declan um, swiftly picks it up. Uh, and takes a sip and says, Temperance! Remember, temperance is the way. Uh, your toil... Damn! Your toil is what makes you sacred. Just gotta temper those urges, buddy. Uh, I have one more. They are wearing literally a hair shirt. Visibly, like, uncomfortable. And they have, like, a little, a little something to just, like, whip themselves. And so just, like, every kind of, like, 90 seconds or so, like, just flange themselves that's how people that's how they sing spirituals they just to the beat of the self-flagellating guy <laughs> <laughs> he keeps time sister heckla is sitting um as far away from that guy as as she can get what a colorful weird set of characters there's a couple other passengers that uh, go on not a crazy amount a bit of an empty train mistport isn't the only dead end as far as cities go but it is one of the more remote ones. There's not a lot of reason to go to Mistport, unless you have business in Mistport. And not to mention, passing through the Dagger Isles uh, makes many people uncomfortable. As 
the people of the Dagger Isles live without lightning barriers, and whether that means they have some superior way of defending themselves, or perhaps coexist with the unquiet dead, both of those things are probably pretty troubling for uh, any imperially-minded citizen. Pride of Duskwall, departing from Mistport. All aboard! Did you spend any time doing anything before uh, your appointments at the islands? Uh, I think Anvil is keeping a sharp eye on both Drix and Pip, as they've both been a little weird. Yep. In the first episode. Yep. I don't know that she's necessarily saying anything, but she is vigilant in case they want to talk, or or in case, like, one of them starts slamming their head against a wall or whatever. Pip actually has, like, his, his anchor suit on. I, I guess I'm gonna be the anchor this time, because it's what I'm best at. Makes him feel safe. Makes him feel safe. Uh, Pip has the anchor suit on and the mask on, just so, like, no one can really read his expression, which helps, but, like, inside is kind of panicking. What's Drix up to? I think Drix seems a little distracted, generally. He's kind of laying on the bunk, kind of staring up, and occasionally, like, glancing between, like, Pip and Andril. Sister Hecla, how's your ride going? My ride is going great. <laughs> Sister Hecla is sat away from the flagellation guy, and she is spending her time in what I would describe as um, aggressive, quiet contemplation. She's sitting very upright with her head back against the seat, eyes closed, her hands clasped in her lap, very proper. She is thinking. She is contemplating, presumably, the teachings of, of the church and uh, and then the work that they will soon do. Um, but anytime, perhaps, one of the other missionaries, anybody else tries to talk to her, gives a little shake of her head and, and waves him off. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's very, very set on... Um, her internal world, if you will. Mm. Relatable. Uh, eventually, one of your mission companions that you cannot ignore, Reverend Declan, goes to uh, rouse you from your, your internal thoughts. Sister Hecla, we are soon uh, to arrive at the church site. Could you please head over to the freight car and um, fetch the supplies? Oh, yes, yes, of course. And she shakes her head as if emerging from a d- deep place internally. Um, so, oh yeah, no, yeah, sure, right away. Uh, and she gets up and goes goes to the car to get the, the, the stuff, the things. Sister Hecla opens up the door to the crew car with the intention to pass through. Nothing is required of you guys to do it. Andrew does that thing where you're aggressively trying to act very normal. Sister Hecla. Also normal. Sister Hecla, there's a swelling in you that you feel like somehow, even though you've only taken a few steps, you've somehow stepped further and closer than you've ever gone to where your ancestors will you. Oh, okay. Can I do an insight check? Sure. Mm. <laughs> you, let me use this these dice. Uh, Aurora's dice, first roll. Dice, dice, Woo! 2d6 plus insight. Yes. Plus insight, let's see. All right. Cool, Don't fail me now, dice. Wow, alright, um, so that is that is a four uh, plus two, which is a six. Don't worry, in Ghost Lines, on a failure, you just don't get to hold it. So you just ask a question right now. <laughs> alright, 
what should I be on the lookout for? Hmm. Give me a sign, ancestors. <laughs> so, so as you step this way, you begin to think how this is towards the back of the train that you're walking. Further away from Mistport, as they're currently traveling southeast. Theoretically, it's further north. The cardinal directions of where you feel very literal signs that you are getting from your ancestor. It's peculiar. If, 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 it's, if it's away from Mistport that you suddenly feel closer, does your destiny not lie in Mistport, but on this train? Great. Uh, so am I, I'm passing through the crew car, you said? Yeah. And everybody, it, it, all of our line bowls are, um, we're all acting equally normally um, yep. and casually towards each other. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we're all being very chill and being cool. Wonderful. Um, she takes a look around. She uh, puts a hand to her chest and she's like, oh, cool. Andrew's looking, no- trying to look normal. Yeah, Andrew, I think, is like sort of behind the bar with like one of her elbows on the bar and one of her, her other hand like on her hip. And uh-huh. it, 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 she, she looks like she's just stopped doing a crime. But <laughs> Giamini is standing behind her with his back left foot. <laughs> trying to figure uh, out the sort logistics of, uh, of this dorg. Tilted up as dorgs only have three legs and Giamini has one in the front and two in the back. Dorg facts. Um, I, I dorg facts. So uh, yeah, uh, Sister Heckle stops, and um, she looks at Andrew, who uh, looks normal, much like her own normality. And then she looks at um, the the dorg, looks back at Andrew, and she says, "They let you keep that dorg on the train." Oh yes, no, he is an official ghost hunting dorg. So he hunts ghosts, and he is very important. Oh, how now? How's a how's a little how's a little guy like that gonna hunt a ghost? I have no idea, but somehow he like consent. One time we had this lady come on who was possessed, and he could like like tell she was possessed. Uh, and he's very fast, so I can. And I'm very small. Well, no, I'm tall for my age, but on the scale of things, I'm very small. So I can like ride him into battle. I haven't done that yet, but they told me I could. He has, he's a very versatile uh, boy and a very good boy. And also he gives me emotional support, which I think is equally important. You know, that does make sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and it's worth the resources. I guess I, if he wasn't, Candace would absolutely not let him be here. You haven't met Candace. The lady who runs the train, she likes money. She sounds like a practical gal, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need something? No, no, she's looking around, sort of like, <laughs> looking, just looking at the train, really looking at it like, is sort of bewildered all of a sudden, looking at you. Can Drix roll an insight check? Drix may. Drix, uh, Drix spots her looking around and is like, she's doing, she's doing a lot of looking. <laughs> Can Andrew also roll an inside check? Because I think she's also very on, on her guard. Oh, that is a four minus one. Uh-oh. Hey-o. <laughs> Poor kid. Ask your question. Never had an insight check that I have succeeded. Give us that one. What? should I be on the lookout for? Um, 
you know what? Let's party. <laughs> oh boy. Let's fucking party. Let's party. That's not a Drinks. good sign. Now, this is not a statement on anybody's character. Oh no. Um, uh oh. <laughs> obviously, if 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 she was uh, aggressive, it might be worse. Um, and there's some pretty weird stuff the other uh, members of the church, the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh, have. But although her clothes are sort of tactically tight and covering, you know uh, a dagger when you see one. <laughs> and you know multiple daggers when you see them. Oh. Jerks kind of sits up in the bed, and his eyes, like, lock onto you. They lock onto your eyes, specifically. In kind of a... Who is that at? Yeah, is you, me, or... <laughs> I assume Andrel? Uh, no, no. Uh, the, the, oh, the me? Hecklin. Okay. Hecklin, yeah. Okay. Audio media. They, they lock onto your eyes in, in kind of a, an attempt to suss out what the deal is. <laughs> I just look right back at you. <laughs> I, I give you a kind of a little smile, and then I look away. <laughs> Alright, I will also roll an and insight check. And roll. Uh, that's a seven, which means I get two. Mm-hmm. One question now, and then you have a hold. Love, Sly. All right, with regards to Aurora, or with Sister regards Heckler. to Sister, Sister Hecklin, uh, what are they really feeling? What do they want? You can be, you can be vague, be honest. Sister Hecla is looking for something. She's looking for something. Um, she wants, she, like, she is, she is clearly searching for something that she does not currently have um and it is active um as opposed to uh the like the passive waiting for a train and she's she's antsy i'll give you a little bit of the feeling um she's antsy she's searching i'm curious if she knows what it is that she's looking for it seems like she doesn't so anything else all right no (laughs) i'm gonna try something awesome love it when you try things (laughs) <laughs> I assume there's a source of light in this room, obviously, because we live yeah. here. I think Drix is going to pull out his lasso and start, you know, doing some small tricks. Uh, but if you look at the wall behind, um, if you look at the wall behind uh, Hecla, he seems to be making shadow puppets of knives. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. impressive. Oh, fucking Rolly right. Finesse. No, he can do this Rolly Finesse. <laughs> I encourage this. <laughs> How the fuck do you make a shadow puppet with a lasso of a knife? That's a very thin very thing. Very good. Roll finesse. Oh <laughs> or or have you have you perhaps in your time with Drix simply um established some kind of code? <laughs> I don't That one feels easier, but I think it's extra funny to have a split second of like knife, knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a knife. <laughs> One of, the, one of the symbols is just, uh, it's just a knife. Are you trying to get this across to me, or are you trying to tell oh, sister, like, uh... Yeah, I think he's trying to get across to you guys. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you or, you or Pippin, just like... Yeah, roll me finesse. Yeah, uh, it is, it, I, I have rolled a seven. Cool, which one do you want to do? Actually, no, total that would be nine, because I, I have, I... I which I, one I, do you want to do, because it's still... <laughs> it's, it's still one. <sighs> yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, hmm, I want to avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. I don't want to be caught doing this. Cool. Yeah, Drix is kind of just doing rope tricks. Sister Hecla, you're there for a little bit. You definitely see Reverend Declan eventually. 
through like the window, sort of wondering why you aren't already in the freight car getting the supplies. Um, he's motioning like he's going to tell Trevor to stop the train soon. Yeah, I, 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 I move on. I, I give a quick glance to Drixen and his fancy rope tricks. Uh, once again, interesting. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I scurry on off to go get to go to go to the freight car and get our stuff. You three here. Drix was signaling for knives around Hecla, it seems. Drix, what? She has so many knives. <laughs> she was wearing like a skin tight outfit. Where is she keeping them? They're just like all over. It's like at every joint, like anywhere she can fit enough space. It's got a knife. Oh my god. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of also really suspicious. It's eminently disturbing. Why are you whispering? I don't know. You all, Sister Hecla, um, <laughs> yeah, you pass through the office car and you see uh, sitting there a bald man with a Salvador Dali mustache uh, among this mess of safes and other things. Oh, Candace isn't in the office right now? Yeah, remember? Mr. Walker, uh, Mr. Walker is taking over the office. That's, that's what she was leaving in the beginning. Where is Candace? Up by the locomotive. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Walker just sort of gives a, a nod. Sister. Mr. Walker. You keep walking as the train begins to uh, slow down and stop. As you grab the uh, big old bags of supplies that you need to bring to the church, the construction church, that is when you realize as, as you enter the freight boxcar, the feeling ebbs as though you were moving away once again from your destiny. Before you right. can ponder the further implications of this, the train has come to a complete stop, and you are expected to don your mask and head out the freight car. Well, yeah, I grab those supplies, I, I don that mask, and I get out of that freight car. So we've already established Pip is dressed in his anchor suit. Andrel, Drix. Well, uh, without a guest that uh, is getting first dibs, I suppose I'll go with the spider. Then Rook it shall be. No owl. <laughs> no owl. No owl. No owl. No owl. We've got Jiminy. Jiminy can help with that. Jiminy's oh, the owl. Uh, yeah, I'll put the owl goggles on Jiminy. I mean, I'm Jiminy can like that. smell ghosts. It looks like so. it looks like when you put sunglasses on a dog, which means <laughs> it looks great. That looks adorable. It looks adorable, and then he gives out one yorp, and uh, they're sort of cocked. Oh, and then okay. he... <laughs> we'll leave them here. But there was. Listen, there's there's so few things that I get joy out of these days. <laughs> it, it was genuinely fantastic. I'll put them back on later. He looks just like Cool Dorg. Cool Dorg. <laughs> cool Dorg, which is a it's, it's a fun. It's it's a bit of a. I guess what the kids would call a meme. It was printed in a newspaper once. A picture of a dork with uh, glasses. Shattered Isles memes. <laughs> cool dork. Cool dork. Yeah, as you guys get uh, suited up, um, and Mr. McClaremont watches the rest of the missionaries begin to leave the train. He uh, pulls you three aside, and he says, um, "Now listen, I need you all to be very careful once you're out there." Use your uh, best judgment. Trust yourselves over whatever's going on. Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh has nobody's best interest at heart. I mean, it doesn't even seem like they have their own best interests at heart. Do you see that guy who's just self-flagellating? 
And that one really ugly guy in the green shirt. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, real quick. Um, flagellate. Oh, it, it means to uh, strike oneself in a penitent manner. I read that word in the dictionary. Ah, okay. All right, all right. Also, uh, Brother Gerg, Brother Gerg has always been the most attractive member of the church. Of the I, don't, I, I don't. I don't care for his morals. But listen, the man, the man's as old as me, and he looks half it. I think he you, looks half it. I, I think you need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> I think your sight might be going. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking like more of a casual cut, like kind of situation. Maybe like it'd be better, but like it's, it's it, it religion really. No. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't help it I, at all. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Look, look. Let Mr. McClaremont have his crush. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not a crush. It's just facts. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's very objective. This has now, gone too now, far. Listen, listen. We you you need to go. Remember, you must protect life. You always must. But just be aware. In the past decade, Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh has found. Nothing but more reason to hate those who are squandering what they consider to be our greatest gift. They would not hesitate to deny somebody their body for the imagined sin of misusing it. So these are not good people that you are protecting. Ah, crups. Okay, we're going to talk more about the implications of that later, because it sounds like there is a story there. But for now, we got to go. Yeah. Do not not think we're not going to come back to that one, all right? (laughs) Well, when I've come back here, it's like I've come back to it myself. Uh, as he looks out at the misty islands. Oh, okay, you can't stare into the middle distance and say something cryptic <laughs> and expect us not to ask. <laughs> we'll ask later. Time is a concern. <sighs> yeah. Fine, fine. They're going to notice we're gone. We're coming back. Pip's doing a walk and talk. Yeah. You guys head out the train. Oh, he's, he's, he's always there. I know he's always there, but like... I feel like sometimes things that are ominous happen, and then like a lot more things happen, and then we forget. We just can't forget. It just feels kind of rude that we only like talk to people when the dramatic backstory happens, or when they're introduced, you know? It's just... Hey, I'll have you know, I ha- I enjoyed the hot tub with Mr. M- <laughs> I'll have you know Mr. McClaremont and I talk. Also, like, they only talk to us when their dramatic backstory is happening, so I feel like it's tip for that, personally. We we can show some initiative, I guess. Well, we're going to. Come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for the record, it should not always be on one person to initiate. It should be a two-way street. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss Little Business Library. Little Business Library is an online directory of small businesses that allows consumers to shop directly so they never charge a sales fee. And instead of charging percentages to businesses, LBL is just $4 a month. What? Don't take my word for it. From the pride of Duskwall, here's the lion bull, Pip. Hello. I'm working on some, uh, some mock-ups of a, a, a design I'm, I'm working on. Well, worry not. LBL has a collection of shareable graphics, and you can use how you wish. What are those for, anyway? Industrializing the way the food production is made so that it can be served and eaten faster. Just, I I call it a deep fryer. All right, we get it. You heard it here, folks. Use our coupon code LISTEN10 to list your business on Little Business Library. We now return to your regularly scheduled audio programming. There's the sounds that hits all four of your ears as uh, 
Father Declan says, sort of through like a, a mask, to keep out the choking Deathlands fog, mixed with this chilling mist. Wait a second. People live here? Mm-hmm. In the fog? We're about to find out mm-hmm. why! Confusing, isn't it? Uh, that makes me nervous. Oh boy. Declan says, uh, How could our lime bulls be as slothful as you, Sister Heckler? Please, all four of you, come along. <laughs> why is he bringing us into it? Because everybody from the mission, mission are a good ten meters away, uh, already left the train, you are walking and chatting by the door, and Sister Hecla has only uh, just carried the big bag of supplies out from the freight box cart. Do you need some assistance with that, Sister? No, I'm fine, but thank you. It's so so kind of you to ask. Um, probably not good for you to touch our uh, our holy supplies. Yep, this. That's fair, that's, that's correct. My apologies. She gives you a nod and hauls it over. If you can see Pip's eyes behind the mask, Pip would just sort of like have that kind of significant eye contact or side eye. Be a seven foot tall uh, bird, bird man. Brother Corvid, yes. It's like, uh, I say the notion that anyone lives out in this fog is positively wretched. And the poor sensor guy struggling along. <laughs> Make him carry that backpack everywhere. <laughs> We're not even gonna use the incense out here, but it's it's, <laughs> it's about it's about discipline um, of the mind and the body. Is, is the sensor like unlit? Oh yeah, no, it's just like a backpack full of incense. <laughs> is there even a purpose to all this? What is this gonna be so misty out? <laughs> Chin up there, son. Come on. No complaints. Oh, sister Heckler, well, you're my favorite addition to this mission. <laughs> I sincerely wish listeners could see Greg's face when he's doing that voice. It was it was very fun. <laughs> it, it is it's very good. I mean, it kind of looks the way it sounds. <laughs> Sister Hecla uh, give, gives him a, a, a courteous and flattered nod. So you all travel through the mists. Declan explains that um, it is but an hour or so's uh, travel, about half an hour into is wandering through the mists on one of these islands. You can hear the sound of the sea, but you can't see the sea, not through the, the thickness of the mist. At one point, the uh, flagellating man has stopped flagellating. Finally. Yeah, that sort of denotes you're like half an hour in. Another half an hour later, uh, you are continuing to walk, and Brother Gerg uh, is looking nervously at Sister Hecla, and uh, whispers something to the uh, woman with the rings. Another half an hour later, you're starting to wonder if this really was just an hour-long walk, because it's been an hour and a half by now. Can I make an inside check? Sure, if you want. Fuck! Well, that one's a five. Hey, can I count that? Because the one that landed on the floor was a six. Sure. Okay, then that's an (laughs) eleven, and I get three questions. Woo! You do still have one hold. Yeah, I know. I'm drowning in insight questions. Um, insight. What's really going on here? Declan, uh, I don't know, I guess he's lost or something. I know that it would be against the rules of the game for you to be lying to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's, you, you, can, but, you look at Father Declan, and that is a man who uh, does not seem to uh, know where he's going. Hmm. What's the best way to get back where we're supposed to be going? Best way to get back to where we're supposed to be going is to find out where you're supposed to be going. 
Oh, you bastard. All right. <laughs> okay. You know, you're a plucky orphan, but also you're, you're a kid. Uh, you're a line bolt. <sighs> Truth be told, you don't actually know where you're going. All right. Andrel is going to sidle over to Drix and Pip and say, I, um, I think he's lost, and I don't really know how to breach that without him, uh, you know, murdering me or something. Drix, you have no idea who's him. Um, okay. Can can we just be a little more specific? This? Uh, Father Declan, who's leading us? Oh. Oh, the racist. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. That ain't great. Um, yeah. So what should we do? I don't know. Hecla, you feel a tug in the opposite direction that you should be traveling. You know for sure that the spirits of your ancestors want you back wherever you came from and not doing whatever the hell this is. Right, okay. So, sorry, what's our marching order here? Because if, if, I, if I am out towards the front, the Lambos are falling behind. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, you're probably towards the front. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back. Um, and 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 go to Pip with the you know I have like the uh, it's a lot of supplies and like I said I'm very she's very powerful. Um, but uh, she is gonna go to Pip and be like, you know, if you don't mind, it's just it's it's quite it's quite a walk after all. If you wouldn't mind helping me out with some of these supplies, uh, that sure would be helpful, young man. Yes, of course. Thanks so much. Aurora's got a great little manic smile right now. <laughs> it's very pleasant and not at all pasted on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and can I use an insight check? Sure. Um, I love it when the guests come on and we all have to use insight checks on each other. It's yep. so fun. All right. Oh, thank God. That is uh, a eight total. Cool. Pick one question. You can hold it if you'd like. I'm going to hold it for now, um, but I am going to get Pip um, any any action from my spirit, spiritual guide. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, nothing, just a, just a gnawing feeling that every step you take is further from where you're supposed to be. You remember where you're supposed to be, but you don't remember where you're going right now. You don't remember what bullshit is sidetracking you right now. Okay. Um. In that case, I I, pa- I pawn some supplies off on off on Pip, <laughs> and I I sidle on up to to Father Declan. I'm like, you know, I hate to be a bother, but it, are we are we getting close to to our destination? No. Oh, well. Oh, mm. But of course, my child. Yes, you're you're one of the flock, aren't you? Absolutely. You betcha. Yes. Yes. I. I do believe we trust in our feet. Uh, honest, honest stock of feet. Uh, bears the entire burden of the body, carrying you to wherever you wish to go, or even places you don't wish. That's right, you know, and another part of the body that really helps you get where you're going would be pow- a powerful mind for navigation and a, a, a solid sense of direction. Feeling the magnetics of, of direction with your, with your body and your flesh. There is the sound of heavy, quick footsteps uh, getting to the other side of uh, Reverend Declan as um, Brother Gerg turns to him and says, uh, The scoff bothering you, King? Uh- <laughs>
This is the sound of Hannah slapping Greg. Her eyes, her eyes go go close and stay close. No! No! Fuck. God. The woman with the rings and the lattice, she sort of comes along the other side, and she says, uh, So tell me, how long have you been following Reverend Declan? Reverend Declan? Well, you know what? Not that long, but it's because, uh, I've, like I said, I've been in Arubia working with orphans and the like, you know, real needy children and their, their bodies are all uh, corrupted by the world and whatnot. It's terrible stuff really over there. And Brother Gerd pushes you. Excuse me, Brother brother Gerd? Y'all, you right back there? Excuse you. I, I don't remember introducing myself to you. Well, we've been traveling. We're doing important church business. Step off, Scott. Okay, um, I think Andrew's gonna sidle on over and go, Hey, there, what's what's going on? The self-flagellation hair shirt guy is like, he's looking around, he's like starting to pull the hair shirt off, and he's like, he's looking like he does not want to be in it. <laughs> uh, I, I give hair shirt guy a significant look, and a little point, I do, I point at him, and I'm like, you. He freaks the fuck out. He sees it, and he goes, uh, 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 I can put it back on if you want. Yeah, that's right. You keep that shirt on. You keep that shirt on, and you don't, you don't back away from the situation. Oh, I don't like it, though. Now, let's see. Thank you, young lady. There's no there's no need for any trouble. It's, uh, you know, some people, they come in with doubts about my commitment to the faith and my knowledge of the teachings. The faith? The very notion of someone like you being a part of our faith is positively wretched. Now, I don't think we need to go around insulting people like that, can't we just- We don't know you! You know, you say you can't be- I can't be a part of your religion, uh, but I can whip your ass. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you have something to say, uh, I advise you step up. Cause, uh, tell ya what they do up in the- up in the Scottish nunneries, you kick ass. We take names. Did you know nuns fight? <laughs> I mean, she's got the knife for a reason. Brother Gerg uh, and the woman with the rings uh, get ready to square up. You notice Reverend Declan is is off in a misty distance. Bye. Andrew's gonna uh, insert herself between them, and as she's doing that, go, Hey, Mr. Leaderman, where are we? Do you want to do some kind of roll to successfully interfere with uh, the fight that might be about to break out? Yeah? I'll call it a... Because I also would like to know where we are. So what do you think? Like a steal or... I'd rather a finesse to, you know, distract, misdirect, all that. Well, you are shouting for Reverend Declan then. Do you want to shout for shout at them then? Because all you're doing is you're putting your body between these two. Alright, I'll do a bat. I'll do a steal. It'll go poorly. And Which we'll, one don't you want to we'll do? I'll live with that. I would like to not collapse, let go, or give up. Um, not as badly as it could have gone. Seven. Oh boy. Okay. Maybe someone will stab me and then feel bad because I'm a child. You are a child. <laughs> Say, you shout. I feel like that will defuse the situation. <laughs> you, uh, shout, uh, you shout out. Brother Gur goes to push past you, and uh, on instinct, you uh, kick him in the shin with your heavy metal boot. <laughs> yeah! I know that's bad. I know that's bad. Oh boy. 
and he falls over. He's like, ah, why? Why? Hey, you shoved me! Why? Yeah, where are we? You don't shove a child for Emperor's sake. Reverend Declan uh, turns around. What? Who is that? It, it's me, one of the line bulls. Andrew. Line bulls? Shouldn't you be on a train? You specifically brought us with you. I think I'd remember something like that. All right, I would like to use my <laughs> held insight question. What's really going on here? Weird how everybody seems to be acting like they don't know certain people. And the guy, the guy's really lost. Something about this mist is impacting some kind of amnesia. Okay, that's crazy. Which you three yeah, we're... seem to be being relatively spared from, and strangely enough, Sister Hecla as well. We do have our masks on. Oh, everyone, they all, has, they, masks everyone on. has masks on. Yeah, everyone is wearing masks. Was that your, that was your health question about the mist? You do have a health question about uh, Sister Hecla. Sister Hecla, I do. I think I'll ask what's really going on here a second time. Sure, sure, sure. You know there are knives. You know to look around for them. I'm going to give you like a Sherlockian uh, <laughs> deduction here. Go into um, your mind palace. No. Go your mind palace. Your mind palace. Your mind palace. Your You know, if anything, it's more like psych. It's, it's more like psych, okay? Yeah. It's, so, it, Andrew's, blowing, Andrew's blowing the whole thing wide open. So, um, yeah. knives. Knives. You don't have knives. That's not the difference. Scoblinder. Sister a nun. Um, what do you have? What do you have? Jiminy's got a dumb little bangle. It lets him interact with spirits, right? Jiminy's got a dumb little bangle. Spirits, spirits, um, bangles. There is a triangular... What's the opposite of an imprint? Bulge. A, a slim, a very faint triangular bulge near one of the locations that you know to look for for knives. <laughs> um, and you can't help but notice how it's similar in size to the uh, triangular badges on you and your uh, two compatriots. Mm. Do I know of any special properties the badges have? Mm. Oh, wait, you're just saying that she also has a badge. I'm dumb as shit. Oh, no, that's a good question. When a badge is lost, they usually try to recover it rather than just replace it. Uh, There is a connection to the original badges themselves. Mm. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know if any literal. You you were told like your badge is like, is a literal right. booby thing. The the only thing they tell you is that the name on the badge is supposed to represent uh like you know all the people who wore it before you, and you're you're, you're inheriting their will. You still needed to remind Drix about the name of Reverend Declan, so it's not shielding you from the supernatural, but perhaps something about that will isn't letting you forget your purpose. Okay, I'm gonna very quickly turn to Drix and Pip. They've all got amnesia. She's got a line bulb badge. We don't have amnesia, neither does she. I'm gonna try something, make sure I don't do anything stupid. And I'm going to grab Reverend Declan, who presumably knows where we are going, Mm -hmm. take my badge off and shove it onto him. Amazing. Uh, Okay. I kind of assumed that they were like, built into our suits but oh well if i can't do that please let me know you can probably also i don't think it. that would be the case because we swap suits all the time that's, yeah. true, that's yeah. fair you could probably remove it i mean it's, it's probably secured on there but you remove it mm-hmm. declan's like ow <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you, you push the badge just can i help you do you remember anything about where we are 
Do you know which way the church is? Yeah, that way. And he points <laughs> kind of backwards and like so a little towards the east. You overshot it. Okay. He seems less lost now. He yeah. Seems, okay. Andrew turns around to the group at large and says, Cool. Well, some of you are getting amnesia. I think that the badges help, which means I'm probably about to get amnesia. So... <laughs> We should deal with that, maybe. But in the meantime, let's get to the church. You are fine. Oh, I'm good. Maybe everyone needs to take turns wearing the badges. Huh. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Reverend Zeklin uh, eventually, you know, helps Brother Gerg up, turns to the, the person who stopped self-flagellating, and he says, Hey, now, don't you stop. And they don't quite know why, but they start self-flagellating again. And guides you all to this church. It emerges from the mist almost, dispelling, repelling the mist. If the badges, if I seem like good without the badge, I think I will take the badge back, at least when we get to the church. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to lose it. Um, as we go, I'm going to fall into step with Sister Hecla and quietly so no one else can hear go say, are you mindful? I look at her and I'm not smiling or doing any kind of performative eyebrow raising or anything of the sort. I look at her and I go, nope. Drix falls into lockstep with them and goes, do you have access to some kind of magic? Don't know why you're asking me this out here right now while we're going to this church. Well, everyone got amnesia except you. So, seems like there's something up. And also, I see that little triangle thing under your clothes. Uh, she gives you one of her, uh, her calculated smiles. You know, you're an insightful little thing, uh, but maybe we should talk about that uh, when we are back in the train. Just, just that. Maybe not public conversation for the amnesia mist. Andrew shrugs and runs off ahead. Eh, don't, don't, don't take that personally. Pip is still carrying the, the stuff until you tell it to put it down. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Reverend Declan. Alright, thank you very much. I can tell you are one who's used his body well in service for our Imperium. Andrew snorts in the back. <laughs> we were just talking about that. You know, His Majesty, the Immortal Emperor, is perhaps the single greatest, most perfect being that will be left in this world. His body undying, his spirit under his own complete control. Well, if you want to fuck him, just say it. Oh, if I... (laughs) There's like a slight squeaking sound, like it's a very like sudden kind of like high-pitched noise that some of you might recognize as Pip's jaw is just like firmly locked and that's his teeth grinding. They're being grinded together. Drix, upon hearing this, like, goes to, like, put his hand on Pip's shoulder. Just like, you know, a nice little, I- I'm here, bud. It's it's cool. So, the exterior of the church is mostly done. What can be said for it? It's kind of a stone building. Unimpressive. You know, a little triangular at the top. What is very interesting is how it does kind of negate a ring around the mist. Or a ring out of the mist, rather. The mist does not dare penetrate its walls. People begin to uh, people begin to uh, recover their senses uh, as they head inside. 
uh, Reverend Declan says, um, All right, we mustn't stay too long. We've already wasted uh, some time, uh, it seems, as he's checking his pocket watch. All right, open up the supplies. Sister Heckler? Yep, I open supplies, and I get the ones I got from Pip, and I, I gave to Pip, and I also open those. I open on supplies. Mm-hmm. The inside is not very furnished. A couple doors, sort of like an altar. Space where there might be pews or something like that, or other areas for recreation. And within one bag of supplies, there's, there's wood, a lot of like raw materials, uh, like resin, caulk, uh, screws and things. And then along the other bag... Pip looks at the caulk gun wistfully. Mm-hmm. Of simpler times. <laughs> Opening up the other bag, there are several... Um, Things of like hard tack and containers of water, spreads of like some kind of fruit. Doesn't look the most uh, appetizing. And as that bag opens up, the uh, seven foot tall corvid man opens up one of the doors and says, All right, you wretched things. We have brought you your supplies. The, the woman with the rings is sort of lighting uh, lamps and uh, lamps, yeah, lamps, not candles. As light begins to fill this place, there are uh, thin, stumbling shapes of people that begin to uh, walk out. They head over towards the bag with like the the hardtack and the fruit and stuff, reaching for it at first a little forcefully. So the self-flagellating guy doesn't self-flagellate. Turns uh, his little cat of nine tails little whip thing onto some of the uh, grasping hands that sort of uh, dully uh, almost soundlessly outside of like a few like human breathing exertion noises recoil and instead uh, reach for the bag of building supplies and begin setting them up in little piles. Pip does not activate his lightning hook but he does sort of like move his sort of like grip towards the button. You catch a glimpse of one of their faces in some of the light as the lamps are being lit. And they all have very blank stares. Hecla and Pip know them as hollows. Hecla gives no reaction. Hollows, uh, bodies without their spirit. They have the dark hair of, uh, of people that would live, you know, near, near Rerubia. Um, but... Hecla, you can almost really only tell it in um, contrast to the amber skin of Andril, but the the copper skin here, uh, these are people who live in the Dagger Isles that normally need no lightning barrier, that normally do not need the Imperium. Pip continues to grit his teeth. Andril reaches out and, like, grabs Drix by the sleeve and, like, tugs on it and sort of gives him a look like, what do we do? Drix takes stock. Can can I roll an insight check real quick? Sure. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to see how they're positioned. Like, is this? Does it look like they're poised to attack? Are we going to have to fight them, etc.? It's like, how worried should we be? Oh, buddy! Wow, I got a or I got an eleven minus one. That is a ten. Oh wow! You got two questions, and you can hold either of them. Wow, this is more than I ever thought I would ever get. (laughs) What's the best way to defend ourselves? I suppose 
distance. Okay. Hollows are just human bodies. Okay. It it doesn't seem to me like they're gonna hurt us. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, the, my next question is, what are they really feeling? What do they want? He's using both of those right off the bat. They're hollows, which which people would tell you means they don't feel or want for anything, but instead there is a very there's an intensity to them as they were whipped away from grabbing at the food and sort of resignedly reached for the building materials. That combined with their uh, thin bodies, more than anything, they want some food and rest. Okay. I, I lean down to Andrew. It uh, it looks like they're working them to the bone. We gotta help, right? Yeah. Um, I, we don't. Pip, we do. We do not get involved. This does not concern us. This definitely concerns us. It is concerning. It does not concern us. Pip, we can't just let them do this to the to people. They're they're people. Sister Hecla, you maybe have seen a hollow or two before, but you've never seen people hollowed out to be used, and it seems essentially just abandoned to build something for this church. She is definitely much in the way when people get when the other members of the church have gotten on her about her heritage, she is very carefully still and quiet. A lot of restraint. She's not quite sure where to put her eyes. She's looking down like at their feet a lot, um, rather than their rather than like their faces. Brother Gerg is directing some of them to like set up, barking out some explanations of like more pews here, we need racks here, and uh Reverend Declan uh, says, uh, I'm right chuffed to see that you're all working so hard, and I I can assure you that were there a heaven in the sky to travel to, you would all have a spot there right next to the immortal emperor himself. Once you're done, then you may begin to eat. Uh, for a moment, he counts, and he says, Oh my, are you, is someone on your number slacking off? As he walks over to the room that the Corbin man popped open to look, and he pinches his nose, and he says, Oh my! Well, Brother Gerg, uh, or perhaps even... We have line bowls, yes? Uh, we need some help disposing of this. Roll away, sir. Hecla goes with, with everybody, the line bowls. I follow behind Pip, but, like... I like Drix is Drix is taking stock of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think Angel is she's still clutching to Drix's sleeve. Yeah. Reverend Declan waves to Sister Hecla just You can show them uh <clears throat> You haven't been you haven't been here before, Sister Hecla. That's right. It's a hollow, so there's no spirit. Uh be sure to inter it in the uh funerary pit uh in the back of the church. You know the place. You don't know the place. Yes, of course. He leaves you all to wander over, and in the faint lamp light from the other room, you all catch the faintest glimpse of the outline of a hollow's corpse. That must have been uh, worked to death. I think there's probably a moment between all of you. Pip just sort of, I think for the first time since they sort of arrived at this church, unclenches, because this is just like, this is a job. Pip has worked at the crematorium. He's worked... He's 
definitely, like, dug graves before. This part is nothing new. It's also, like, not his first time seeing hollows, or seeing people who have been worked like this when he lived on the streets. This was, unfortunately, all too common. Not everyone was lucky enough to not have a soul at that point, though. And so Pip immediately, just sort of with the uh, the task in front of him, just gets to work. Uh, the rest of you, we're gonna we're gonna end before doing anything else. But anything in this room before? I can save my speeches for next time if you like. <laughs> uh, I have something I'd like to add. Mm-hmm. When Pip kind of moves the body, everyone else can kind of see that the the hollow had kind of scratched into either, like, the floor or the wall. Two words. Empty and hungry. Yeah! Bringing it back! <laughs> the empty! Oh, god. Yeah, Hecla, Hecla goes to help Pip. I think that's the last thing. She she also, like, falls pretty easily into a into a, a task, task mode. Drix turns to Andril. We're gonna stop this, right? Oh, yeah. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. We're gonna stop it next time. Ghosts on a train. Yay! Yay! Jesus, fuck, Greg. Yeah, it's one of the dark one, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line bowls for this trip were... Hecla, badge name Booker, played by me, Aurora Barksdale. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drinks. Badge name Colburn. Played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name McKeel. Played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Your support will help our podcast, as well as the others on the network. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. But we're going to make it right, listener. (laughs) We're we're going to fix it. (laughs) We're going to fix it. Yep. (laughs) We will not stand for this injustice. Mm Mm-hmm. Just want just just gonna include this extra this extra uh, assurance time just just in case you were you were feeling really down, listener. But it's cool. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours 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 yours. yours Faustian nonsense. Thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours. <laughs>